Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Kevin, and this is No Longer Ashamed. We are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And we're here to share with you that if you're a survivor, you don't have to be alone. Our logo is a salamander, and the reason is a fire salamander can survive a fire, and you have survived a fire. We want to help you with your journey to healing and hope. We are all survivors together, and we walk this journey together. And you are not alone. By telling our stories, we are hoping that you will have the courage to share in your stories as well and find your voice. Because stories are so important, and for so long, I know that I wouldn't tell my story. But when I finally shared my story, that's when I got my freedom. And this is our journey and your journey to healing and hope. So come with us. We are going to talk about secrecy now. Shh, it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason we're talking about it has a lot to do with sharing. And it's probably the largest reason people don't share is as a survivor, we're taught to keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way the perpetrator is able to keep on perpetrating, to get away with it. And control us. And control us is through secrecy. And we are taught, we are taught now it's a little different now, but we're taught that we have to obey, mm -hmm. you know, those, our elders, anyone older than us. Yeah. And so they tell us it's a secret. You better not tell anyone. And then they threaten us mm -hmm. with harm or harm to our family. And as we grow older, that part of us remains little. So we, we don't realize as we get older that we're adults and we can tell. It's like, oh, I can't tell. It's a secret. Yeah. It becomes a learned behavior, mm -hmm. especially if um, you were abused when you're young. We don't know any better. And there's so many ways they teach us to keep a secret. Sometimes, like you said, it's through a threat mm -hmm. by saying something's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Or they say, and this is the weird part, if they say you have to keep it a secret or something will happen to me. If uh, they are our caregiver, our provider. They'll our take parent, you away from me. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll I'll have to go to jail or I'll get in trouble if right. something if anyone finds out. So this has to be our secret. So they they threaten us, but not with harm to us, but harm to themselves. And by doing that, they're making us maintain the secret so they'll keep taking care of us. So I see there's like several different there's harm to them, harm to us, harm to our family, the ones we love. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it'll destroy your, your mother. It'll right. destroy our family. Yeah. And then there's also, if you, this is girls, I don't know if boys, if you weren't so cute, mm -hmm. this well, wouldn't be happening. Also, um, another way they do it is not by threatening, but by bribery or mm -hmm. by offering, you know, favoritism, you right. know, or you're my favorite, you're special, exactly. you're the special one. And, and this is our special thing. So don't tell anyone because they'll feel bad. Mm -hmm. So there's all these ways we're taught to keep a secret and they have to teach us to keep a secret. That's the only way they can get away with it exactly. is by keeping a secret. So in order to continue doing right. it, they have to teach us to be they're master manipulators. Yeah. So, you know, especially if we're young, when we learn this, as we get older, it, keeping this secret becomes a pattern in our life. And I know for me, I, I kept a lot of things in my family a secret my whole life as I was growing up because I just knew if it got out, 
you know, the consequences would be huge. Right. Well, and here's the thing, too. The abuser will say it's a secret, but then our family, if it's not our family, there's family things that, you know, they'll mm-hmm. say, listen, don't, don't tell our family secrets at school. So now all of a sudden your little kid brain is going, oh, I guess that applies to both because we're not old enough to rationalize it. Yeah, well, and our family is brought in on the secret, especially if they are aware of the abuse or if they're being abused as well. It becomes the whole family secret. So for someone to be the whistleblower, I was basically the whistleblower in my family. Mm -hmm. The consequences seem huge because then the rest of the family goes, you know, why are you wrecking everything? Why are you, you know, things were fine until you had to go and make it. And so they blame the whistleblower instead of the abuser. So we become the one that's the trouble, causing all the trouble. If you didn't have to go and, you know, tell everyone, you're making it a big trouble for everyone else. Yeah. That still kind of lingers, you know, we protect the perpetrator and the rest of our family by keeping the secret. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, there there are consequences and, and they vary depending on what the situation is, if the perpetrator is still abusing, there's there are definitely possible consequences, but the consequences of revealing the secret do not outweigh the consequences of not revealing the secret, of not talking about, especially if the perpetrator is still abusing. And often the one who is the whistleblower or shares, uh, for me, I lost my family. Mm-hmm. All my aunts, everybody. Yeah. We thought we'd get some support, but no, they disowned us. Yeah. And that can happen. Yeah. And I think that also it's too much. And you often hear, so there was this thing a few years ago called false repressed memories. And they would say, well, because what happened is somebody would come out and they would share what happened and they, the family would make their life so miserable. They would recant it. Mm -hmm. And the family would, in order to protect the secret, in order to protect the family dynamic that Mm -hmm. they've all learned and carried on Mm -hmm. they will turn against the whistleblower the the person who's the victim who's Mm -hmm. and then they'll continue the secret but in order to have any effect on this whole dynamic in order to have any kind of change someone has to be a whistleblower or healing healing. and i heard this great saying this week i was interviewing someone about uh, refugees and she said healing happens in community Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important that we find our tribe, we find our community, because if our family does push us out, we want to heal. Yeah, we Because still... life isn't bearable when you're keeping the secret. And the consequence, like you said, is hard, but we need to find our tribe and find our community. Yeah, and the consequences of not revealing the secret are worse mm-hmm. than the consequences. I mean, no matter what the dynamics are. Now, of course, there are people who are in situations where it is, they're in danger. Yeah. And in that case, there's still ways of sharing the secret that are safe, but you have to find the correct ways. So my my thought on that is domestic violence centers, because mm-hmm. this is violence. Yes. And it's domestic violence so if it's you, in your family. So find a center and they will talk you through yeah. how to keep safe and still do what you need to yeah. do. Because you can't be a hero. You know, when we think we're going to get in their face, that's not always the best thing to do. No, no. Healing Especially first is they, what's important. They are serious about physical Harm. Violence, mm-hmm. physical 
harm. And so you, the domestic violence uh, centers are great. Um, Crisis Line is a great resource to mm-hmm. find the safe place to share your secret. Mm-hmm. And so we all know whether or not we are actually in danger. And if you are, there there is still ways of sharing that are safe. And usually what you have to do is find a safe, you know, find your safety first. Mm-hmm. You know, find, find someone you can share with safely. Mm-hmm. Then share with them. Yeah. And it may take a while, even if it's a, like a domestic violence center, it may take a while before you actually share with them. You may have to really gain their trust, even though they're an organization that does that. You have to feel comfortable. You have to be at a place where you can trust telling your story because yeah. then then you can know they will do everything to keep you safe from that person. Yeah. You have to find find out whether or not you can trust them mm-hmm. and if you feel safe. But you have to find that first and make sure that you're safe. But it's so important to get through the secret, to break through the secret, to be the whistleblower. Oh. And, and then there's times where one child has grown up and then there's children left at home and they're in this dilemma of if I leave, he's going to do it to them. So there's all of these things that cause us to feel guilty yeah. and cause us so much, so many problems because we don't have that rational mind because we've had to keep a secret and we can't talk to anyone. There's no one to go to because they've so scared us that if you are older and you know what's going on, they're not going to stop just because you leave. And, you know, I I don't want to say like it's your responsibility, but I remember a mom told me one time she had told me that her dad had physically sexually abused her growing up. And she's telling me this while her dad is at her house babysitting sitting her three girls and I was horrified she said oh no no it was just me but you know that's that you're so special we can't trust them with our children I'm sorry you can't trust that until they've been confronted right they'll say oh I've changed they'll say everything you want to hear yeah and it's hard it is hard to take your kids away from their grandparents but it's our job to keep them safe and it's they don't stop I mean maybe if it's a, a older child that is abusing another child Maybe it, you know, maybe they grow out of that. I don't know. But when it's an adult, they don't stop. Yeah. They don't necessarily change their behavior just because you've moved on. Right. They might continue. And that's the problem with the secrecy is Mm -hmm. not only are we taught to be secret, the whole family dynamic, you start keeping secrets about everything and it becomes just the way you deal with things, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't get around that, if you, you have to be the whistleblower for your own life because you can't count on someone else to do it and if no one does it then you're going to be basically perpetuating right. this whole and this if you whole have scenario. a if you have a really dysfunctional family i remember for me you're all right aren't you mm-hmm. and i knew i had to be all right yeah. that was my cue and so it there's just so many mixed messages and for me i i was over 30 when i finally yeah was able to talk about it and make any sense of it and it was it was very traumatizing you know to have to speak the words and do what i needed to do to protect myself and my family and yeah it's hard it's not easy to break the secret and part of it is just realizing how they manipulated you into Mm -hmm. keeping the secret what is it that's you're so afraid of happening Right. And you have to look at it and look at it in, in your reality, your current reality, because mm-hmm. you're taught it when you were young, when mm-hmm. you were being abused, and it was probably true then. But whether or not it's true now, are they 
are they going to threaten you with violence? Are they going to, you know, wreck your family? Are mm-hmm. they going to be thrown in jail? And you have to weigh the consequences of, and also pay attention to how they manipulate it. Did they use, you know, a threat or did they use bribery? Did they tell you this was their special right. thing with you? And, and, you know, that's because you were the special one. Or, yeah. And we don't want to hurt them, you know, and well, there's part of us. We're that, taught not to hurt them. Right. We're taught to protect them. And, and there's part of us that thinks it must be my fault because when it happens when you're a child, everything is your fault. The world revolves around you. So that's the innocence that's being, you know, Mm -hmm. broken. And in all the schools in their training is talks about secrets. And my friend is a missionary, Rebecca, and in some African countries, and they are now doing that kind of training because kids that are orphans are Mm -hmm. devalued. And so they're teaching them, you don't have to let your uncles do this. You don't have to let yeah. you know people do this you can say no and if they say this is a secret we want you to come and tell us right away yeah. so we can keep you safe and it is it's the secret and when you think about even the bible the bible never asks us to keep a secret mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately it, it's scary mm-hmm. and um, when with kids so then i want to teach my kids not to keep secrets but then we're going to have a party mm-hmm. so we have to keep it a secret so it's really important to discern the difference and to teach kids there are some secrets that are temporary and so that because when you just you know when they're saying keep the secret and then mom who's not hurting them says hey we're going to keep this a secret then in their mind they're going oh i guess that abuser was right because i have to keep a secret so it's really important to say and also i found this when my kids were little i would teach them nobody has the right to touch you and so my daughter was going up the stairs in front of me and i was just you know kind of spanking her butt Uh and i mean i was her mom I wasn't abusing her. She said, Mama, don't. And everything in me wanted to just tease her and tickle her. And I was like, no, I have to respect yeah, that. Yeah. If she's she has to know right now that no means no. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's hard with little kids because you just want to go, yeah. oh, tickle, yeah. tickle. But, you know, we're teaching them these things. And so there, there is a lot to think about when, when we're talking to kids. And it's like there's so many mixed messages, I think. Well, and I think in a future episode, we want to talk about red flags. Mm-hmm. And. And I think secrets are a big red flag, but how do we know that someone's keeping a secret? But there are certain things. I mean, mm-hmm. when we're taught to keep a secret about this, we tend to keep a lot of things exactly. secret. So, right. you know, that becomes a pattern of behavior. Right. And so we learn to hide well, because what will people think? Mm-hmm. So there, we've got this big secret. And then if we tell them other secrets, maybe they'll find out that we're really mm-hmm. broken. And um, one thing that is, you know, we're talking to people that are adults that are probably remembering. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, for me, we've talked about this before. When I finally told your wife my secret, I was so horrified. And it took behavioral changes on my part. I was working with a counselor. Yeah. And it took me to behavioral changes to go, okay, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. I told the secret. The sky didn't fall, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't in danger. If I was, then I would have had to go yeah. somewhere safe. But here's the thing is that we were so programmed that we have to literally unprogram ourselves. Yeah. What was it like for you when you first started? Well, it is the first step 
is telling the secret. And then the next step <laughs> is realizing that's changed everything right. in your life, basically, in uh -huh. a lot of ways. All of a sudden, your whole perspective, your whole, you know, dynamic of how you've been dealing with people and dealing with your family has changed because you've told the secret. And now you're waiting for, you know, yeah, the other shoe to drop. Yeah, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're dreading what's going to happen. And you have to realize, depending on what the consequences are, that your method of coping, of dealing, of keeping the secret was relying on thinking that this is going to happen right, if the I world tell will it. Explode. But when it doesn't yeah. happen, then you have to readjust. It's like, yeah. you, and sometimes it really causes a lot of fallout in your own life. Mm -hmm. Just having oh, yeah. that change. It will. It can have a lot of fallout because all of a sudden you are changing the way you handle things. Right, and, and how and, you think. And, and how you think and, and what you thought you had to do. Right. So it can have a lot of fallout. I've, I know for me, I had a lot of anxiety because I had other family members involved and I wasn't sure how they were going to deal with it and I wasn't sure how it would affect my whole family. And, you know, I had that fear of this is just going to blow up the whole family. And mm -hmm. in some ways it did, but it did in a good way. And that's what's so important is the consequences can be pretty big. They can be pretty heavy, but the consequences of not sharing are much worse. Because physically, when you hold things in, you suffer. You know, there's so many things that you could be allowing to happen if the person is still abusing or just forcing your whole family or, or because you're keeping the secret, everyone's following that dynamic. Right. So they're all doing this carefully walking around the whole subject. You know, it's like this, you know, the story about the elephant. When they're a baby, they chain them to a post. Mm -hmm. And so they, they keep that baby chained to a post. So when the, when the elephant becomes an adult, they don't think they can move. Oh, they, they think they're stuck there. Exactly. And so it's like that. You They teach you as a baby. They teach you as a young one. And then when you're an adult, you think you're still caught in that because you how would you know any different? Yeah. So when you do change it, then all of a sudden there's a panic. Stampede. Or the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, and I had anxiety. I thought mm -hmm. things were going to blow up. I mm -hmm. thought, and it did in a way, and, but not in a bad way. Well, First of all, you face the abuser in a different way because they know you know they know that, mm -hmm. right? Suddenly it's not this, oh, it never happened. Let's pretend yeah. it never yeah. happened. It's like, no, this happened. This so happened. that's a whole dynamic if they're in your family. Yeah. And, and then people might not believe you in your family. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's several things that can happen. I mean, people might not believe you. And mm -hmm. then you have to address, well, am I going to keep dealing with this whether or not they believe you? Or they might blame you for, you know, why do you have to go and mm -hmm. ruin everything. Was, yeah. The other thing is if you don't remember, like you dealt with repressed memories, you wonder should I be sharing the secret? I'm not even sure exactly what happened. How, how much can I rely on you know, this being alright to mm -hmm. talk about if I don't even know for sure that it really happened? That's a really hard thing and I was reading something about that. It was, I can't remember the name of the book, but she had remembered things from her childhood. It wasn't uh, sexual abuse, it was some other other things but then she was like did that even really happen you know and mm -hmm. if you don't have siblings number one it's easy with siblings to share too much yeah. and then you don't know what's yours and what's theirs yeah but uh, I know for me I drew pictures I wrote notes and then counselors would compare them with other people in my family yeah. and they always measured up but it is hard because you have that shame you have that doubt and you think if I just shut up we'll get through this but you don't because no. you're hurting inside and and that's how you know yeah and you're 
trapped by mm-hmm. this secret. You're trapped because you're keeping the secret. And it affects who you marry. <laughs> yeah. It affects what you think about yourself. Yeah. I mean, it affects so many things. So the sooner we can do that. And I remember I was going to go to counseling in my early 20s, like 21. And I remember my dad, he was furious. He did not want me to go. And uh, they did that family thing where they say, tell us about, you know, they go back in your history. Well, I had a grandma that committed suicide. I had a grandma that was mentally ill. And, you know, I went through all of that. And it was for me, that was the start of realizing all the secrets. We weren't supposed to tell anyone about these things that happened to our grandmas. Well, of course, you don't want to go to school and share it. But these these are family things and we have to share. It's part of who we are. Without sharing, we're not going to ever approach and try and change what the effect is in our life. We're never going to address it. And the more you say it, which it's almost like you just picture that you're like all hunched over and you say it really quiet like this and then you say it again and then you say it again and Mm -hmm. you're standing up taller and braver because all of a sudden you're getting the freedom because it's like heavy heavy chains holding you down when you have to keep these secrets and you know you think you're doing the right thing because that's what you were told to do well and i know for me when i first talked about it i and i think this is true for a lot of men you i didn't feel it i kept the feelings bottled up so it was almost like a scientific analysis Mm -hmm. of it or you know i talked about without letting the feelings in. Mm -hmm. But that's also part of the problem of keeping the secret is those feelings stay bottled up. But when you do share, when you do break the silence of the secrets and you realize that the consequences may not have been what you were expecting, you know, you didn't get harmed. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the family dynamics get messed up. But when you start sharing more, you realize that it's easier and easier because the, the consequences get easier. They're not as hard I'm so glad you said that because I remember telling my counselor and I felt like, am I just like stone cold? What's wrong with me? Because I was just telling it in like in facts, but there was no emotion at all. And at the end, I was like, what is wrong with me? She said, this is the way it goes. You can't have emotion. And so she goes down the road, the emotion is going to come and then you're going to feel like you'll never stop crying. But you do. (laughs) We run out of tears. Plus, we talked about this. Tears are very cleansing. Yes. detoxifying well and then you need to get to the emotions right but But often you can't at first and it's okay Mm -hmm. you don't know that if you're if you're saying it and you feel no emotion so you think oh it must not be true yeah that you know that's been your protection your wall of Mm -hmm. protection bottling those emotions up so Mm -hmm. they don't come up to the surface and it takes sometimes it takes time to get to the emotions and sometimes you just get a little bit because you're so afraid of how the emotions are gonna you know i remember people like telling their testimonies and you know I look work with a lot of people in recovery so they'll tell their um, drug stories but they're still not at that place mm-hmm. of tears yet and so it looks it can look like they're not sorry like they're not ready to recover mm-hmm. and I think that I'm so glad you said that because it's you know it is all part of that process we keep talking about and that you know not only do we need to give ourselves grace but give other people grace yeah if they're telling us a horrendous horrendous story with no emotion yeah and if you don't believe them because there's no 
emotion. Yeah, pretty much you should believe them if there's no yeah, emotion. Yeah, right? that's kind of a tell sign. Yeah. Um, there also the consequences of keeping the secret. The only one you're really protecting is the perpetrator, right. and they are the ones that taught us to be yeah. secretive about this mm-hmm. because they had to. Yeah. In order to keep doing what they did, mm-hmm. it has to remain a secret. Right. And in order to for them to avoid any consequences, it has to remain a secret. And yes, you will probably have consequences from sharing the secret, and so may the family members and so mm-hmm. forth. But the only one who's really benefiting from keeping the secret is the perpetrator. And they you know, are the one. What we know is when we go through trauma, when we do the hard things, that's where we grow. That's where, mm-hmm. like you say, the sin is found out, the evil is found out. And I think that, the, you know, the consequence is that we think, you know, we think we know what's going to happen, but yeah. that's not necessarily true. Yeah. And that that's the control part. And just when we're protecting that perpetrator, we don't realize because we're still in that child mindset that they are hurting other people. Oh, I know what I was going to say that that Olympic coach, Olympic doctor. And, you know, two stories really stood out to me. One is it was a friend of the family. Yes. And she told her parents what was going on. They didn't believe her. And so finally she rescinded and she lived her life. Well, when everybody came out and she went back to her parents, I think her dad ended up committing suicide oh. for not believing her. For, but he was so good. And each girl thought, they either thought it wasn't abuse or they thought it's only me. Yeah. And there were so many girls. And there I think so if many. we can think of it in a way that we are helping others, because when you expose somebody who's doing bad things, they're usually doing more than one bad thing. Yeah. And we need to bring it to the light. Mm-hmm. Because as long as they keep it in the dark, as long as they keep it hidden, mm-hmm. they can keep doing it. Oh, yeah. And so the main point is take a look at why you think it needs to be a secret. What is it that they taught you that makes you afraid to share? Mm-hmm. What is it you're afraid of? Is it is it harm? Mm-hmm. Is it the devastation of your family? Right. Because you're, you're going to destroy this family. Are you going to destroy the family? Are, are they going to end up in trouble because because of it? Well, <laughs> they deserve to end up in trouble because right? of it. Uh, and look at who you're protecting by keeping it a secret and is it really, is it worse to keep the secret or is it going to be worse if you reveal the secret? Generally, the main fallout will fall upon the perpetrator because mm-hmm. they're the one that deserve it. There may be other fallout. There may be mm-hmm. family issues. They may blame you because you're oh, yeah. you're the troublemaker. You're the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Shh, be quiet. Yeah, but there will never be a change. You can never have any effect on the situation unless you do bring the secret out. Otherwise, it'll it'll stay the same. It will. And in recovery, we say this, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah, nothing changes. And so it's brave. And I think of the Sarah Borella song. I think you heard that one. I want to see you be brave. It's like it takes courage. And I heard somebody say today that we all have courage in us in some Someday it will be summoned. Mm-hmm. And now is the time you summon it. And you are stronger than you think. Mm-hmm. You are braver than you think. And you are a survivor. You have already gone through the worst. Yeah, you, you have survived the worst. And you will survive sharing it. Mm-hmm. Although if you do feel that you will be threatened physically endangered. or endangered, then you do need to find a way of sharing that you know it will be safe. So right. the first way to do that is to find your safety first. Right. It's it's the same as like in a, a domestic violence when a woman has uh, got a husband that everyone says, why doesn't she just leave, right? Yeah, she knows. She's she got to 
to, right. She's got to go talk to someone in domestic violence. She's got to make a plan. So if that's, if that's your situation, you can do that. You can find someone, you can make a plan and you can keep yourself safe Yeah. and you are strong and you can do it. Yes. And there is a way of doing it safely. Yeah. So many of my clients that have had to face hard things, they, they say, I can't do this. And I'm like, but you are doing this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the strength that comes from standing up is so much better than what we think the strength of keeping the secret is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you will affect change. Mm-hmm. You will affect change. Right. Things will change. And they well, may or may not be positive for the others, but they can definitely be positive for yourself. Right. And think of the Me Too movement. And everyone's like, well, why are they just coming out now? Because it was dangerous, because they were going to lose their whole career. You know, women have mm-hmm. had to make these kind of choices. Men have had to make these kind of choices. And this is us standing up for what we believe in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now is the time to start a movement. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if this is... And the secrecy. Exactly. And the secrecy. And we're here. We have a Facebook page. We have all these websites. We have resources. There's counseling. If you have any kind of insurance, it's paid for. So get the help you need and get yourself free. Shake those chains off and be free. And I know for me, when I first got counseling, I went to a counselor that had a sliding scale because I couldn't afford it. And there are counselors that offer, Mm -hmm. depending on where you live and what's available, but you can find out, look, I don't have insurance. What can I do? Is there a sliding scale or can I make payments or what kind of arrangements are there available? For me, I was in such devastation and it was the first panic attack I'd ever had. And I seriously, I thought I was going to die. I was sure I was going to die. And I remember my friend said to me, okay, I want you to call one counselor tomorrow. I think I've said this before. Mm -hmm. And I wanted her to call for me. I didn't want to call, but I called and, you know, they didn't take my insurance or they didn't have a sliding scale. I could only ask so many questions. And then finally it was the third or fourth one and she could hear it in my voice. And she said, you just come in, we'll figure this out. Yeah. And that's what I think. There are those people there. So don't give up on the first one. And if you go to someone or tell someone that doesn't believe you, that's not the end. Go to somebody go else. Yeah, keep telling people. Because keep we talking believe about you. It. Yes. We believe and you. And share with us. Yeah. I think this is one of the most important topics we can talk about is breaking the secrecy. Mm-hmm. And not only for you, but for the people that are being abused that can't talk about it yet, mm-hmm. that need help and they're afraid. And yeah. they've been told, you know, they can't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. If they hear more people talking about if they hear that there are resources because people are sharing what they did then that gives them the opportunity to have hope that maybe they can talk about it maybe they can get help and nobody wants to be the first one and I think of Bill Cosby I mean how horrendous was that Mm. what he did to so many women and and the one girl she lost everything by standing up and Mm -hmm. you know the reporter who followed her she didn't believe her but she followed her and then as every Everyone started coming out then. saying nobody knew there was that many. Yeah. And it's like we we are given this one life and we can't control things that happen when we're children, but we can absolutely control what happens.
happens as adults. Mm-hmm. We can take care of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then we want to pass that on to our, ch- our children. I think, what if I hadn't got a handle on this? I would have been shushing my children yeah. because I thought, I would have thought, oh, protect the family, keep the secret. But instead, I was able to teach them how to be safe. I was able to teach them how to say no. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful for that. It's how we reach a hand out to others is mm-hmm. by showing that we're, we have the courage, yeah. that showing that we can do this. And if you have a friend that you suspect has been through this, be patient with them yeah. and don't push, but be available. If you start pushing, they're going to defend that person. It's just yeah. our natural Or they're just going to retreat. They're right, gonna... right. So make it safe for them. And then maybe one day they'll be able to, to share it with you. But know that it's, it's something that's been ingrained in them. And it's like just that whole thing about why don't they just leave with women who are abused? Why don't they just tell the story? It's mm-hmm. because it takes a process. And as a friend, that's how we can support by allowing little bits by little bits and validating what they're saying and supporting them. And if they're asking, are you in danger? And mm-hmm. if they are, let's find out where you can go when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to push because it has to be on our time. Yeah, but I just, I don't know anything more important at the beginning of your process than breaking that secrecy. Eating that chocolate, is... maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. The secrecy yeah. and, and I think... No more secrets. Finding out why you're so afraid of breaking the secret mm-hmm. is the key to it. Why Why do I feel like I have to protect them or have to protect the family or I know it's almost time to wrap up, but that's so good because we, when we feel that feeling, we feel that fear, we just accept it and move on. But when we take a minute and go, wait, what is that? What is that fear? You know, then we start to remember, oh, it's because I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, it's, you know, and when we start to recognize it, then it makes more logical sense to us. But because we're so used to stuffing the feelings, when we start to feel it, we stuff it and we don't analyze it. We don't look at it as adults. And so if you start to feel weird feelings, take a minute and what is this feeling? What is this about? So that's it for today. We are going to have a prayer time if you want to stick with us. If not, we believe in you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories. If you like this podcast, please rate and review because that's how other people can find us. And we really want to spread this message. Father, thank you for all the blessings you've given us, especially for the blessing of being able to share with you. And I know, I think one of the most important things we can do is share all our secrets with mm-hmm. you, Lord, because you you know and accept everything that we've done, that we've had done to us. Uh, you you forgive us and you love us unconditionally, regardless. You're still you're still there for us, regardless. So I pray that you would give anyone listen give them the courage to break through the secret to break through the the fear and the whatever is holding them back from sharing the secret lord and i just pray that they would find a safe place that they can share and overcome whatever fears or whatever they've been taught about keeping it a secret and through that find out that they really didn't have to be afraid especially since you are with them and you are protecting them and you are giving them courage and 
help, Lord. Just pray for your presence during during the time when they're fearful. And Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to share what we've gone through so that it might encourage others. And Father, there's so much shame and guilt that are wrapped up in secrets, Lord, that it's like when you throw all your necklaces in a jar and they just get so tangled up. And mm-hmm. Father, I just pray for clarity. Mm-hmm. I, I pray that um, that you will, you will just show your grace, your mercy. We think people won't love us anymore. We think they'll think we're dirty, we're horrible, and those are just lies from the enemy, Lord, but that the freedom that comes with telling the secret, although there may be consequences, Lord, we don't, we, we never try and say there's not, but that you are you are there and you will walk us through. And Lord, I know you brought people into my life right and left to help me heal. And some people have been with me the whole time. Other people, you know, for a few minutes, maybe a few years, but Lord, bring the people beside that will help, help um, be a friend, help grow, help um, get to the healing part, Lord. And I just pray that um, your freedom will be enough to help somebody be able to, rather than live in the secret, to be able to reveal it and move on, Lord, and that uh, it's always the right thing to share the secret, and that's mm-hmm. just so against what we've been taught. And thank you that you love us. I thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, Lord, mm-hmm. no matter how deep, how dark, how scary it gets. You are there. You're always there. In your son's holy name, amen. Amen.